Hello and welcome to Chimerish FM. This is James speaking and I'm joined tonight, of course, by the splendid, amazing, expletive, verbiage, something, <laughs> Tanya. Hello. Teddy. For, for, for all of the people at home, I was making hand gestures every yes, time you said a word to, get me to, say, to say more things. You flatter me too much. Thank My you, James. My brain's uh, sort of switched off a fair bit and... Um, I'm ready to uh, roll. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's a great thing to do when you're hosting a radio show. Yeah. Um, we are recording this. What on the? I should turn their car engine off now. We're Possibly. recording this on the uh, 28th of. All right. Well, this is now turned on. <laughs> that's okay. I'm recording this on the 28th of February. No, what is it? <laughs> April. <laughs> 20, we are recording this on 28th of April 2016. We're sitting here down near the Men's Street Jetty, South Perth. Um, it's a pretty nice view. We're yeah, looking over the city in a car. Um, and, um, well, because we didn't know if it was going to rain or not. <laughs> Sounds really seedy. It's not. There's lots of legroom. Um, Do you need to push your seat back? Right? No, it's great. Um, and, you know, we, we, it's not cold. <laughs> There's going to be lots of people staring at us, walking us, seeing what's happening in this car with people Probably. shoving something black into their mouths back and forth. That, um, no, I don't think you've painted <laughs> a good enough picture. Keep going, James. I mean, this is a nice view. I, I think I even like this more than the Kings Park view. Yeah, no, I've always appreciated South Perth. It's got a nice can see all the lights all of the lights how are you how am i i'm pretty good i feel like i need a nap but yeah. I'm, I'm good otherwise um busy are you yeah. back at school <laughs> let's not call it school it sounds so preppy <laughs> but yes i've returned to classes <laughs> studying um so it's getting there like the it's always kind of like introducing the new things in the first week and then it's like full throttle after that Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so busy, busier, getting some new things come up, so it's good. How are you doing? Um, all right, I guess. <laughs> wow, that was so enthusiastic. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. I gotta go to a wedding tomorrow. Yeah, actually, I have a friend who's going to a wedding tomorrow. Maybe you're going to the same wedding. That would be funny. City Beach? I'll, I don't know. She's got orange hair. Oh. If you see her. Does she have a name? Her name's Kim. <laughs> Kim with orange hair. I'll look out for Kim, Kim with orange hair. And she's got orange hair and we study together. So if it's the same wedding, that would be pretty amusing. Yeah. I didn't ask there her can't where be it that was. many weddings on a Friday in April, right? Yeah. I feel like probably not. So mm. if you see her, tell her I said hi. I guess I, I should take an umbrella. Are you wearing um, that shirt? I'm thinking of it. I, I meant to text <laughs> the bride before she got too busy saying, is it okay? Do you, are you expecting me to just wear my usual Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, James is I wearing... I think that's... The, because I'm thinking the only reason I'm invited for that novelty value. But then Probably. she might be hoping that this is the one time I wear something different. That's true. Is it? Is it a beach wedding? Oh, no. It's just off the beach in the bush. Oh, okay. It's a bush wedding. Like, um, I don't know. I think it's the Quarry Amphitheatre. You know, Bowl Park or oh, something? Yes, vaguely. I don't, I don't know if I've been there, but I know of it. It's just over the road from the beach and it's in a bushland, I think. Okay. Yes. I guess I'll find out when I get there. Hopefully I'll find it. Sure. I don't know whether I should drive or I should Hopefully. try and... Are you going to get drunk? Um. Well, I should, you know, you have to have a couple glasses to toast things, right? Yeah. 
that you, you don't have to. I don't know what kind of wedding this is, like if it's a get drunk wedding, because the bride herself doesn't really drink. So mm, That is tricky. Mm-hmm. That is very tricky. I don't know. And I don't know anyone there, I don't think. <laughs> Are you not Apparently, I might one? know one of the bridesmaids from a long time ago, but... Um, Oh, that's a bit orcs. And you didn't get a plus one? I probably did, but I don't have one. I could have invited you. You could have bought a friend, yeah. yeah. We you could can help just, me crash this wedding. We could have just did I tell broad, you about the crash, wedding crashing from the, idea? <laughs> from, the, from the wedding. Yeah. We just sat in the corner with microphones and had a chat. Yeah, I once tried to hire someone to pretend to be my wife at a wedding. No, you didn't. Yeah, like on Gumtree. What? Why? Please tell me it was an experiment. Well, I think I've already told the podcast the story oh, okay. before so, so you have to tell me off air yeah <laughs> this sounds like a great story yeah it was a really fun thing and I, unfortunately you know putting an ad out there on gumtree for someone to play a wife at a wedding only the oddest strangest people um that are uh, applied and so i basically the people i met with i, I was like pretty certain they're going to sabotage the mission <laughs> or murder they? me because it was in a country wedding. How dare they? Um, what have you been consuming? What have I been consuming? So, this week I have been consuming. Well, firstly, I saw this really good movie, actually. It was like one of those surprise movies that mm-hmm. you kind of don't set out to see. Um, I just watched it at home. But um it has Emma Watson and Daniel Brühl. I don't know how to say his surname in it. And it's called Colonial. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah. I, I, th- I actually have heard. I have heard about it as in terms of Emma Watson being in a movie called Colonial. Colonial. But I don't know anything about it. Have you seen the trailer or anything? I think I saw no. the trailer ages ago. But so I was browsing around. Like, what Is it a I historical yeah. period piece? Yeah. Well, no. It's like it's set in the 70s, early 70s, when there was a military coup in Chile. Oh, right. Yeah, so it's based on this cult called Colonia Dignidad or something. And um, basically, she's an air hostess and they only make like weekly trips in. Yeah. And her boyfriend, like she's British and her boyfriend lives there and they're like in love and whatnot. And I think he's a bit of an activist against um, the government. Mm -hmm. And so, the day that the military coup is on, they get like herded into this area and the people who were um like against the government they had like a spy telling them who was pointing them out mm-hmm. and they either got shot or they got put away in this van and taken yeah um to this place to be tortured and she didn't know where they went and so she's kind of like snooped around and found out that he's been taken to this cult um but these people there they never leave no one's ever escapes this mm. cult and um so she's like well He's going to escape because I'm going to join voluntarily and get him out of there. Hmm. And this is, but so that part's based on a true story. So they used to take people to this cult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this cult was was running for like fifty years or something, something crazy like that. And um, but like that, it was still kind of new then, like mm-hmm. ten, maybe ten years. Um, but anyway, yeah, she so she joins voluntarily, and then she gets there and works out that they don't live together. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't see him for about. Six months almost. Which, okay. yeah, so she thinks she's going to get out in like a week with him. They're going to escape. She doesn't see him for like, yeah, the first four or five months. And so it's really intense in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talks about 
historically a lot of the conversations that the cult leader has with them are based, said to be true and mm-hmm. um because only five people ever escaped from there alive um from this cult wow yeah it's brutal like they send the whole camp after them if someone escapes and like um yeah and like they sedate them before bed and like they're really into violence against women like if, if a woman does something wrong they'll bring her to like a men's meeting and smack her up and mm. um he plays with boys and he was a he was a german the guy who's the founder he was a german nazi who was on the run for molesting boys so he moved to Chile and opened... So this is based on a true story? Yeah, it's based on a true cult. So the, oh, I don't think yeah. the couple's true story, mm-hmm. but the um, the fact that people didn't escape and whatnot and what thing. happened. Yeah, it's um, really interesting. And the way that they filmed it is quite like... It's not boring. They've quite made it into a bit of a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've a lot of the life within camp was apparently quite... They tried to make that historically correct from what they learned. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and apparently this cult was quite um, ingrained into the country as well, so they could get to people that escaped. And mm-hmm. It's a bit scary. <laughs> I saw this great cult movie um, called Sound of My Voice, um, and uh, it's definitely worth seeing. It's probably not worth describing because it's best to go in almost cold. Okay. Really good experience. Who's in it? Anybody good in it? Uh, Britt Marling. She's a bit of an indie darling, oh, yes. and um, anyway, it's it's kind of has a very sort of low budget vibe, like Primer. Have you seen Primer? It's like a low budget mm, time no. travel film. So if you like Primer, you'll definitely like this. And um, but um, if you like this sort of, well, this does this this cult movie doesn't have anything about time travel, but um, it uh, if you like the sort of um grungy aspects of primer you'll like sound of my voice it's super cool sound of my voice no i've not heard of it but might have to go check it out i was just really pleasantly surprised by this film Mm. and um not knowing much about it and just because i girl crush on emma watson hard so i was like yeah let's watch this so that one i was pretty eager to share can you do an emma watson accent like a real accent um depends on what she's saying Mm. um yeah, I probably could. Depends on what, yeah, what you'd want me to say. It's just. I'll be fun just do one episode as if I'm talking to Emma Watson. <laughs> so I'll work on my characterization of Emma Watson, yeah, so and then next time yeah. I'll come in. Do you want me to do like young Harry Potter? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I do, I've never seen Harry Potter. So I don't know. What? I don't, what? I only know How her from. Um, have you never seen Harry Potter? Sophia's Coppola's. Whatever it's called. Oh my goodness! And here I was thinking you were quite nerdy. And she's like, like the whole feminine, feminism movement, and yeah, she's great. Um, I'm all. I about never got into Harry Potter. No one's ever pitched it to me and said, what? and I'm like, and I've heard what they've said, and I'm like, yes, I definitely have to read or watch that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I grew up with them though, so I was kind of the same age for a lot of the stuff. So. Mm. Oh, no, I love Emma Watson. She's great. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Um, what else did I consume this week? Um, I don't know. Oh, there is a new cafe that opened up in Leaderville. Mm-hmm. So we used to have our favourite, like, it's called 50 Mil. 
So if anyone from 50 Mill is listening, we loved that cafe. And then that they shut that down and they've opened a new one called D Avenue or something. And we're like, oh, cool. We'll go check it out, see what it's like. Mm-hmm. They have red velvet pancakes on the menu. And if you've met me, pancakes are like one of my favorite foods ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for red velvet cake. So basically when they told me that this was on the menu, I was frothing at the mouth. Yeah. And I haven't had them yet though because... We didn't have time the day we went, but next week we've booked it in. I'm going to have velvet pancakes. I will let you know. All right. But I'm so excited. What <laughs> makes what makes red velvet special? I don't even know. I don't want to know. They could crush up like. Is it just the color, or is there something special? There's some. I think there's something in the way they make it because it's like the texture of it as well. Oh, okay. Is like well, it's meant to be a certain texture. So it's kind of just like. And the if cream you had cheese. red velvet cupcakes, but they're making flat into a pancake. Yep. Okay. Yes. And I think it comes with some sort of cream cheese thing. I'm excited to hear. <laughs> but they do these um, massive milkshakes too. Mm. With like, uh, I think they got one called... Oh, like a donut my stuck friend on top and stuff Kind like. of, yeah. They got My friend got one that was a Spearnado. Mm. And it was like crushed Oreos with a brownie chunk and this and that. Um, or pretzels and peanut butter cups and yeah, mm. it's pretty hectic. I'm like, this is dangerous having it up the road from. All I can think about is just the sugar crash afterwards. <laughs> one of the girls had it, one for breakfast the other day, and I was like, yes, you are my hero. <laughs> wow. You're like, I can't, I can eat that without feeling guilty. So you are my hero. You were soldier on through the rest of this day, mm. um, on a sugar bus. And to be fair, she was dancing it off anyway, so whatever. <laughs> live live life. I feel like that's about all I've been consuming. I mean, I'm pretty stoked because it's back to beanie weather. So I have a like collection of just like beanies. Mm-hmm. It makes me miss London so much. So I've got like my favorite kind of London. So my Doc Martens come out, my little sweaters and yeah. my hats. So I'm um I'm excited. I love this weather. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. You get to I, you know, pull the jacket out first time. Oh, hoodies. for like just going out during the day rather than night. Oh yeah, it's great. I'm so excited. Track pants. Mm. <laughs> that is the most unattractive thing I can say to people, but I feel like I've been saying it to people a lot lately, mm. and I don't care. I do not care. I've been waiting for this moment for a year. <laughs> it's arrived. That's a good it's thing returned. about radio is you can just wear. I could be wearing whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Like, I could be in my... Oh, someone's house alarm. Someone's car's gone. I think it's a house alarm. Do you think anyone has ever responded and said, heard an alarm and gone, hmm, I'll go check out what that's about? Well, we do because our neighbour's one sometimes goes off. So it's we kind of try and discern whether it's uh, like a mistake or mm-hmm. whether we should call them. <laughs> I reckon so we do. If you're, I, mean, I don't know, but it might be different houses, but if you're a criminal, I would target the ones with an alarm because everyone just ignores it to the really. Because <laughs> they're so annoying. Stop advising people on this <laughs> topic, James. So what have you been doing this week? What's, what have you been consuming? Uh, I watched Tomorrowland, the movie. Is that that Disney one? Yeah. Oh, I was not keen on looking at that at all, watching that it at all. It pretty much is exactly as bad as you think it is. Oh, no. But even I was surprised at how bad it was. It? I don't understand. Well, it was by Brad Bird who did The Iron Giant and The Incredibles. So everyone was like, oh, yeah. I think he also helped out on Ratatouille. 
So everyone was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And it just, it's just one of those movies where they literally have to stop and explain what's happening every five minutes because uh. it's just such a convoluted storyline, you know? Right. And there's no, no real stakes, it seems. Maybe they should have split it into two films. Maybe they could have yeah. gone better then if they just had it. Well, they should have just made a silent film and just had them walking around this crazy world because it's like, you know, if you if you touch a thing, you sort of you find yourself in an alternate dimension where everything's in the future. So Tomorrowland, don't really recommend it. Maybe watch on silent to see some weird stuff going on in the background. <laughs> That's James's review. Yeah. <laughs> of the week. Yeah, it's not even that worth discussing because it's just so not a thing and um i'd also watched started watching rick and morty again i'd seen quite a few episodes before and they were quite good mm. but i never sort of sat down and just watched them as a lot and I've i tried to do that and eventually got dis- and it was quite good i remember why i liked it but then i eventually like it last time got distracted and couldn't pay attention to what was um actually happening on screen I've never seen it. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth watching at least the first two episodes to see if you like it. Because it's um, kind of odd in a good way. I finished Kimmy Schmidt last week, the second season. So right. I'm pretty chuffed with that. That was pretty funny. That lived up to expectations. Yeah, Tina Fey. Was Is it, does in it feel it like another 30 Rock? No, that's why it was so great because she was her like drunk therapist mm-hmm. who was a drunk idiot at night time and then in, during the day was this different person and yeah she just it was really great I liked I really liked seeing her as a different kind of role because I feel she's so Liz Lemony hmm. nowadays um, and yeah it was it was fun so that was and Lisa Kudrow was her mum okay in the last episode hmm. so that was that was fun uh, yeah so I think I just watched that and a couple of just my usual shows do you ever yeah. see that show that Lisa Kudrow, Kudrow was on that um, where she plays an act, sort of an aging actress who's trying to make a comeback? I think it's just called The Comeback oh, on HBO. I've heard of it. I've not watched it, though. Mm. I watched the first season. It was it was okay. It Average. was probably good for its time, but it's a bit dated. And they brought out a second series just like last year or something, and I meant to just check it out to see like if they've updated to make it more hip. Or whatnot, um, but um, I don't know. a lot of people love it because it, it was like kind of it was very much trying to do what the office did in America, kind of thing. And I think it, I don't think it was before the office, so it was kind of trying to hmm. take that on. Can we just point out that that building over there has half of its lights on, exactly half, yeah, and half of them off. I think that's a br- that's the brand new building, so they probably haven't even moved in upstairs. Is it upstairs. new? It's, it's tripping me out, though. It's literally half of this building mm. is lit up, and the other top half is darkness. Yeah, I mean, I think they only just finished it, the actual, at least outer structure, a couple of months ago. So, there's probably, they haven't even installed stuff in the top levels. Good job, Perth. Well, how long does it take to install? I, I have no idea. I don't... I'm always amazed that they, you know, sometimes things. where they're building lights like that one over there and there's still lights on. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> really. But what about Rio Tinto? They've, see, they've obviously just gone home, the top level. Yeah, or maybe they're just not occupied. 
Hmm. I mean, it'd be cool to just—they should lend those spaces out to artists, like while there's nothing there, and just you could have this whole space up there on a. Maybe they tower. do. Like penthouse views. I don't know. Maybe we end up talking about the buildings all the time. Yeah. Let's, let's get on with it. Let's move along. Did you get any feedback from your friends about our topics last week? They didn't listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend that is a theatre buff mm-hmm. was quite pleased with the um, talk about Glee just because that's she just happened to listen as mm-hmm. we started talking about Glee. Yeah. So she was stoked with that. And then my other best friend was like, of course, you were talking about cake because you're you mm-hmm. and you talk about food with such rigor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my that was my review. If I was thinking about this, you know, I, there's this other thing that I've been working on and um, one of the things we have to do is think about questions about love and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, so I thought I'd just test it out and ask you this one question I had. What do you think, if you had the saying, love um, means never having to say you're sorry? Yeah. Have you ever been in love for starters? Oh, yeah. Like for reals? For reals, I have. Like many times? No. No, just once. You have had like one Um, true love. No, no, like true love implies that I've found it and I've... Kept it. Kept it. (laughs) So, no, I've been in love a couple of times. A couple of times. And like, okay, set up the first time... Okay, no, set up the second time you're in love. You've obviously had the experience of the first love. So, how did you know you were in love the second time? And not like in lust or this infatuated is, or this is, this is deep. Well, it's a diff- It was a different kind of love, mm-hmm. I think. But I only really worked that out afterwards. Yeah. So, so you didn't realize you were in love until after it was over. No, no, I knew I was, but I mean, in the sense of it was a different. It was for a different purpose. Um. So, it's nice to kind of look back and realize that that was. Why it was mm-hmm. it was for a different purpose than to just be in love for, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the first one was more like yeah, young and and whatnot, and then the second one was how far apart? Um, the two a f- a while months. apart, like three, years, three, months? F- three, four years. Okay. And so, like, and you'd gone through, you've, you'd had lots of little crushes and stuff in between that four years? Or was this the first thing oh. that really turned your head I don't on? really remember, actually. I could probably gone on some dates, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Like, I probably had some things going on, but I don't remember in be- the in-between stage. Yeah. Um, this, this person, it was pretty instantaneous with. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met them overseas. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm in a foreign city. Were they a local? No. 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 So you're we both, both in a foreign yeah. city alone. And well, just... no, not even alone. I think he was with his family. All right. Um, but yeah, no, it was just for a different reason. We're still mm-hmm. friends. Um, 
I mean, yeah, he lives in the country. <laughs> oh, right. But we're still friends on occasion. We chat and see mm. how life is yeah. and stuff. I think he was more um, for my brain. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to look back and think, oh, yeah, I can see why I needed you at that time mm-hmm. because you showed me a different kind of... Like stimulating or healing? Yeah. No, stimulating. Yeah. So, it's... Um, yeah, it was a very different kind of like that's that like challenging and you know stimulation, and it's nice to be able to look back and think, well, that's that's why I needed you at the time, and it's yeah, not a bitter as such. Mm-hmm. And so you were in love for a period, like intense period, like how long? Um, I didn't, I wouldn't really put a time frame on it. It probably finished before I fell out of love. Well, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So, um, but I, I can't keep you a time frame. Right, but it wasn't like oh, two weeks of no passion. No, no, no. It was like a, a st- it was like it felt like a, a lifetime in itself or something. Or <laughs> sounds <laughs> a bit. It's like I, I, I break things up into periods like that. Like oh, well, that was a period of my life where that my whole life revolved around that one person. No, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. It was mm-hmm. just yeah. I'd say. I don't know. I can't give you a time frame, but it definitely it had finished before I fell out. Yeah, let's say, and you don't really fall out. You kind of just peter put out. It, you put it away, I guess. Put it in the cupboard. Eventually, because it never comes out again. Yeah, it you kind of you. you know. <laughs> you might I might say some things that reveal me as having like issues, so I've got to be careful what, oh, right. what I say. Oh, you can be open. Yeah. No, I just mean like everyone has issues, but I'm yeah. just saying this. You kind of. What do I choose to share? Yeah, that's fair enough. So, you're in this period of love and going back to my initial initial spark thing was the idea of love means never having to say you're sorry, which is, I looked it up and it actually has its own Wikipedia article. Right. Because it was a quote from a movie. Yeah, where does it come from? Because I think it it's bullshit. <laughs> Ryan O'Neill movie. I don't know who I that is. It was, I think he's the guy from Barton Fink. And, uh, no, not Barton Fink. Um, Stanley Kubrick movie, period, film, Barry Lyndon. I knew it was something, B, a guy called Barton or Barry Lyndon. Yes. Um, yes, I think he was the star of that. That's what I think I know him from. And, and then he actually made a film a few years later where he actually scoffs, someone makes that comment and he scoffs at it as a, like a little wink-wink to that original quote. So you think right. it's BS, you think... You, if you're in absolute love with someone, you're fully synced, you still have to say sorry. It depends on what out for. Loud. It depends on what for. But Would you have to say it aloud or do you think you can read it off people's eyes and their can, actions? Like, Yeah, you could definitely read it. I just think that... You could just hold someone's hand and they go, oh, yeah, I know yeah, that means sorry. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. But I don't think that the, you could never, if you're in the wrong... Mm-hmm. That you should never be able, like that you can never communicate that you're sorry. That just sounds like some sort of well, I don't. You should know that I'm sorry, almost. But if you absolutely love, then you can never be in the wrong because you always have the intentions. I guess I feel like that's to bullshit be the best too. for your relationship. Maybe I feel like that's bullshit too. Yeah, I mean, really, when when you think about oh, if you're absolutely in love and you think you have the best intentions. Let's be real. That's not going to happen 100% of the time. And if that does happen, mm-hmm. then you're a very lucky and your relationship must function at a high level, mm-hmm. you know, and that's great. But mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, 
You're not, and that's that's the thing that I know. Like, I'll talk to some of my friends if they fight with their significant others, and some of them don't. Mm-hmm. And I find that really weird. Yeah. I mean, that's great for them, but I just, I think it's healthy to argue mm-hmm. to a point. Like, yeah. you know, you're allowed to, you're allowed to disagree. Mm-hmm. It's how you handle the disagreement. But a couple of my friends are like, yeah, I never fight with my boyfriend. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, Did, does that mean you agree just with everything they say? Or do you genuinely just agree as is together, mm-hmm. which is great. But yeah, I think it's, it spins me out when people say that they never have had, a, especially if they've been together a long time, like honeymoon phase. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, some of the people that have been with their boyfriends for years and they're like, no, we don't fight. I was like, are you being honest or are you genuinely... Mm. I feel like most people are honest about that. I remember I had a sort of relationship with this person and it was a really complicated relationship. And um, I remember, like, almost hating her, but I still, like, loved her because I was like, you know, I love her. It really is I love her flaws as much as her good things in there and that's true love and I would see her do ter- terrible things I'm like oh well that's just her and so I, just, I didn't even start an argument about her about that because I'm like oh well, that's her you know that's who, who she is yeah but that's obviously what that's you like passive. it's passive but you obviously mm. appreciate that in her so that doesn't mean that it's passive can, I don't think that can lead to a good relationship it's it depends you, on because you it depends on what you see as mm. moral yeah. In that sense, because you could be like, cool. Other people might see her do it and be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? But obviously, it doesn't matter to you. If you kind of got that rose-colored glass on, yeah. there's a difference between the rose-colored glasses and just being okay with people. Yeah. So, you obviously were just like, mm, <laughs> that doesn't affect me mm. when she does something like that yeah, directly. Yeah. Like, you know, because some people do, they, they'll take that upon themselves and be like, oh, I'm really offended by what you've just done, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't directed yeah, yeah. at them. So, obviously, you just didn't have that issue, which I don't think is necessarily unhealthy. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah I think it just depends on the person. It's interesting. I don't know. I, who knows? Um, do you ever worry about assumptions? You know, the saying to assume is to make an ass out of you and me and obviously not saying sorry when you to and you because you assume the other person knows you're sorry that's could be disastrous right yeah actually no that's true that i've had arguments with people about that not no not arguments i just get annoyed Mm -hmm. by people like that yeah because i'm like it's not difficult to just be like to reiterate and say i'm sorry Mm -hmm. um or then I've had the reverse where I've gotten annoyed um, because I've made an assumption over something in my head yep, yep. and not said it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, why are you annoyed? I'm like, well, because this and this. Where did you get that from? Oh, because my brain likes to link things together. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, and I sometimes, my brain likes to make leaps and bounds sometimes. Yeah. And other people might not. <laughs> I think that other people make the same links that I do mm. and I forget that they don't sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then when I break it down, it's pretty logical sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, but you see this and this and that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I've just completely gone boing to the next thing. So yeah, assumptions are dangerous. Mm. Jump to conclusion. Yeah. 
jumping okay. to any sort of yeah conclusion or making an assumption about something where you've not necessarily heard the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then sticking by that's definitely um, it's dangerous. It's amazing how dangerous love is. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's bollocks. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know we. I mean, we obviously live in this ultra first world. We live in the most remote city. We're a long way from anything really terrible um, in terms of stuff out of our control. Um, but um, so you know, sometimes love is the most dangerous thing that we ever come across. Do you mean unless you accidentally get a meth addiction? (laughs) Well, it makes people do crazy things. But then I'm wondering, do you think, like, you know, I know people who have taken their lives or they've become super depressed over stuff, but then I'm wondering, were they broken already and you, you just these things were just the trigger? I feel like, or for the they, most part, yeah. Yeah. But, like, some people, I feel like it's difficult for people to um, taper off certain emotions sometimes. Hmm. And, you know, it's detrimental to their overall well-being. Mm. Um, and everyone has a few of those that will be their downfall in the sense of what emotion they, that overrides other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some people, when they're in a relationship, that's just, you know, because you know that there's people, there's, there's people that you know that are constantly in relationships. Yeah. And then there's people that you know that have nev- haven't had one in years. Mm. And to me, that blows my mind. I used to know a couple of, not so much anymore, but I used to know a couple of people that I swear would get out of a relationship and then be in one straight away after. Oh, yeah. Firstly, where are they finding this other person who is just as willing as them to be in another, to be in a relationship? I feel like that's the, mm. the like difficult thing. And secondly, you know, is it a case of them not wanting to be them by themselves or whether they just keep meeting these people that are in the right frame of mind to be oh, in relationships. I've seen look, I have seen people line up the next one before they drop the on because they don't want to be seen as single in between, kind of basically. Wow. See, I, or they just oh. don't want to break up with someone until they know they've got a safety net in this other person. Oh, and I've seen it a lot of times and I wonder awful. if it's just a Perth thing because I haven't lived in another city no, but I feel I've like a, I feel like, I feel like it's thing. not hard. There's very few single people in Perth. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you have a perspective because you're on Tinder and you're literally meeting every single person. I'm not meeting every person. <laughs> no, on well, there. you're at least Thank flicking you. through them. I'm not. I actually have been really lazy the past month. I'd say the past month. Okay. Well, for when you were really active, you would have probably come across every actively single person. I bet it's a hundred percent of people well, who are actively single people are on there because it's probably a small amount and they can fit them in all in. Well, I don't know. I was laughing at that statement because I feel like that there's lots of single people, but they just don't want to be taken. Well, yes. Yes. Well, like me, I don't, I'm not actively single. If you know what I mean? Like there's not, I'm not looking what they say, single but not looking. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I. Um, but if, but I, I just you know everyone I meet, it seems, and maybe just it's this all anecdotal, so who knows? But it seems like they have a long term 
partner or they've just begun this wild, passionate relationship. There's no... You never, I never meet people in between. Really? But maybe that's just my work environment. Maybe, yeah. Because I... No, I, I know a lot of other single people. Hmm. Um, yeah. Rather than when you hear, when I hear about, I guess because my perspective on other is just listening to people on podcasts from other is that they have just <laughs> my, a much more, it's much more normal to be single and it's special when you have like a long-term relationship, like a rarity almost, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, how do you decipher this information coming to you? I don't know. I have no, <laughs> I don't have many stats. I mean, I, I call, I've quite found that most of the people I've spoken to that if they've, if I find out they've had a boyfriend when mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Cool. How long have All you right. been together? They're like seven years or something crazy. Mm. So the people that I have spoken to seem to have been in the long ones. So, but I, yeah, it's all, yeah. Yeah. All up in the air. So, amongst your sort of peer group, there's a lot of single people? Yeah, there's a few. I mean, I have a lot of my friends range from different ages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've got... Is there a, like a, a would you say a majority are single? Yeah, a majority are single. Okay. I assume maybe I'm just in the wrong Actually... Bubble. Or I'm not in the wrong bubble, but I'm just in a different bubble. Oh, actually, no, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe 50-50 then. Actually, yeah, 50-50 more as the year's gone on. Mm. I remember like in, in, you know, when high school was like, we're going to be the generation that doesn't get married till like, you know, we're like 36 and, you know, <laughs> we're dirty, 30. I know, it's, I know it's later, but I don't think it's... But now know, I'm whenever. a rare person amongst the people I went to, like high school and university with that I'm actually not engaged or married. Or with I find. child. Or with child, with a de facto, <laughs> that, we're a de facto you know partner of, that you know of, James. Yes, probably. Who knows? Who knows what's <laughs> happening in Thailand? <laughs> You're gonna go and there's gonna be this kid that runs up to you in a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> no. and just starts hugging you randomly, yeah. and you're gonna go what? And then they're gonna start calling you dad. Yeah. And following you around, Thailand. No, I'll just be no. Sorry. <laughs> I think I like them. When they're about after eight, after eight, so someone else can raise it. Yeah, until eight. And I was often around eight when they can start actually watching things and consuming things and having opinions of things. Before that, it's just kind of like just stare at things and you don't know. Oh, <laughs> I have a seven-month-old nephew. All oh, right, and he's adorable, yeah, but, but I can give him. And back. But how much time do you actually spend with him? <laughs> Not that much. You get bored pretty quick. No, no, I don't I want don't to throw get, you under the bus. No, I don't get. I don't get bored. I just mean that I don't get to see him that often. Yeah. So I love it when I'm with him, but I get to give him back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, that's a while away. Mm. I'm cool with that. Back and wait with all the kids and stuff. I guess you bring up all these love questions, James. Have you been in love? Not really. I definitely like loved someone. Like, for reals. Okay, well, then your answer is not, not really. Your answer is yes. Right, but we never got to the page where we sort of were both in sync at the same time. We've had the feelings, Uh. you know. And, um, but I wouldn't even know. I haven't met, like, a person that's even, um, 
like I would even seriously consider falling in love with if it's something you can do for like for a long time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't surround myself with good people. That's the problem. Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard because quite often the other person has to be in a similar place to want to I'm very to do fussy anything. about personality. You're fussy. Well, how do you expect to fall in love if you're fussy? No, I'm well, that's it. I, I've definitely been in places where, you know, you meet someone who's, you know, probably a good catch, probably out of my league, in fact. And, um, and I've, I've never felt more alone in my life than being with that person. Oh. And not having that connection. Oh, I know them feels. Them, I'm usually. I feel like I usually get the ones that have a girlfriend. Yeah. Already. Already. And then you're like, okay, well, this sucks balls. Or I'm the stepping stone to the next relationship. All right, yes. I am I'm very good. Person. I am like a bit like the good luck Chuck thing. Yeah. Um. I I've wouldn't had, go that far with me, but yep, I feel the, I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> the, I've had uh, some people just had you know the off date with them, and then the next person they went to right after me, like they literally married Got or married. had like a four year relationship with. <laughs> That's the worst. Hmm. Especially when you because I think I'm just that I, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not technically a good listener. Because I don't have a very good attendance, man, but I do enjoy listening. Well, it's a good thing that you have podcasts then. Yeah. Where you talk to someone else. Yeah, but sometimes I'm listening back when I'm editing this and I'm like, oh, I actually appreciate something that you said that I was just, <laughs> I was worrying about what the levels were on the thing when you were talking about it and I didn't. So you're actually a pretty good And I also girl, absorb information me. like slowly, like I, it takes me a while to absorb things. Someone will say, even when I'm not recording, I mean, the cool thing about podcasts, I can go back and listen to it. Yeah, but, I forgot about what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've had things where I've just had a conversation and it hasn't even struck me that the content of that conversation until like a couple of hours later, I have a delayed absorption of the information. Anyway, yeah. people, people go, Oh, he's a great listener. And they, they like enjoy. Is that you wobbling? Or was that me? That was me. Okay. <laughs> James, stop it. Um, and then I was worried about, about to be attacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Yeah, and and and, and they find that I'll very and it, you. that helps them out, and then they that gives them the confidence to be a better person, and then they find that right person for them, which I I Maybe. totally agree with. Like sometimes, what you know, I'm not looking for a partner, but I am always looking for a muse, and I think if I find the you right want muse, a muse, yes. That's what I'm that's, looking for. That's the most art I need a. I need a, a. Is there a Tinder for muses? Well, I mean, if you just went on Tinder and scrolled some, I'm sure you'd find a couple. Yeah, but I know? doubt. I doubt. I just looking for a muse would get much attention. No, but you could just pose as a normal Tinderman, and then. <laughs> And then you can look right, for yeah, muses and then just organize and then they a meetup. What you wanted a muse? Yeah, well, not a real relationship. Get out of my house, mate. Yeah. That's not the worst thing that you can get from a Tinder date. Let me tell you. Yeah. Okay. Most people hop on Tinder for sex. So the fact that you go, you know, I'm just looking for a muse. I don't think they're yeah, going to be don't that really wanna, offended. The thing about a muse is you don't really want to touch them. You kind of just want to observe them. Which you know what? I'm sure there are so many girls out there that would dig. Being admired 
to be amused yeah. and not now, have you want to. Okay, this is a great them. question for you. It's great. Great question for you. Why this is this a great question for me? Um, I'm nervous. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so I've found the perfect muse and I now feel content in life and I can now be the best James I can be. And then I start looking for a partner, right? Okay. If you met a guy. <laughs> he's like, I would like to go out with you, but I need to tell you something. I have a muse. And she's <laughs> yeah. a very important part of my life. We spend a lot of time together. We do a lot of things together. Um, not sex, but, you know. How much time do you need to spend with a muse? Oh, you know, it's <laughs> I don't like really a, know. I don't really know how having like a muse full-time works. job. Yeah, I mean, don't you just follow them around aimlessly and take photos and lust after them but don't touch them because that's part of the fun I don't know yeah yeah kind of because you want them to see that you want to see them interact with other people so you don't want to lock them down by trying to love them yourself you want to them throw them out the world and just observe them that's so I don't think I, I've spoken to someone who wants a muse or, or has said that they want to muse out loud <laughs> I feel like I, I've definitely known people who yeah. Would definitely be into that okay. and would have their own little brooding moments where they'd look at their muse and whatever else. But I feel, but I, I have never actually heard a guy that says that outright. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay, right. So then the question is yep. would I find that weird? Would that be a deal breaker for you? It depends on how much time you actually spent with them, the muse. So it's a time thing. Well, because wouldn't you be worried that he might be obsessed with this person? Well, generally they are obsessed with the muse, mm-hmm. but if they if they show affection and love to you in a different way, yeah. then if it's enough from them, mm-hmm. then you could probably. I feel like I could probably deal, but it'd have to be up to my standard. Hmm. So again, it's a situation sort of thing. Because if they were just like all right with you. And then they were hanging around this muse mm. all the time, and you're like, "Well, what the fuck?" Whereas if when you when they were with you, they were with mm. you. Yeah, I, um, I, if you think like, if, okay, I'm this is going in a about, weird direction. Kind of open about that, yeah. If you think of like, if you met a guy who has a young daughter, and he's <laughs> a single father, and he obviously loves her, and he just dotes on her, and make, wants to make sure she has the best education and yeah. the best everything. Yeah. Um, would you ever feel? threatened by her in that situation? Um, I can see why that happens to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you find that appealing I, that he I don't, has such passion for this? Yeah, this is this is the thing. I feel like it's for the people that do date mm. people with partners that might not have had children themselves, it is a very um, it's a very difficult thing to work around at the beginning because you're going to have that mix of because you know most women love it when they see guys with kids Mm -hmm. and they're good with them and they love them and they don't on them you know they're like nephews or whatever when it's their kid you know that's a different thing and then it depends on whether the kid lives with them full time whether they only see them sometimes Mm -hmm. you know because obviously it's in a split sort of relationship this child yeah so i can understand definitely why they might be jealous from time to time and it's not a rational jealousy though it's not going to be a um i'm jealous because you're spending do you know what i mean it's not a it's not a rational jealousy so it's actually quite interesting because you know if they're spending time with another woman Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that gen- that jealousy is valid to a point. Depends like on if that woman is a muse. Well, it depends. 
But if if they're like you know if this woman's into them or you know you don't you don't know some some of that some some women just aren't jealous at all and some are very jealous. Mm. There's different spectrums, but you know so that I can understand like that's a different thing. But with that, it's an irrational mm. jealousy towards that child. But I can understand why it happens totally. I imagine you'll be a lot more understanding because I can understand you. You're like you're talking about you're in the search for a piano player who can be your partner in a music yeah you know like a band and obviously if you might find a guy that's just so perfect for that and you guys work together on your music and it's this really creative partnership and yeah. he's like your muse um but he's not necessarily going to be your lover no and you know but there will be a love for music but you would have to manage together. his your relationship with him yeah with your partner if you know <laughs> Which I don't have. This is all hypothetical. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously easier when you're single to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, maybe if you've set up that relationship before you get into a relationship with the with you know people mm-hmm. like that when you have a working relationship. Um, so it, it'd be more difficult if you started that whilst in a relationship. I yeah. feel because then that's when some of the jealousy would seep in, no? Mm, because they yeah, connect on something. Yeah. If unless your partner is also musical and whatever else, you would be connecting on this with this person on a passion of yours at a mm. different level. So I can definitely understand where that um, jealousy comes from too, but Would you ever worry about that? Wait, if uh, if until I, I was, brought it up. <laughs> I actually really didn't think about it. No. It depends cuz you know, do you want to date someone who doesn't have interest at all in what your passion is? Like, I mean, they don't have to be musical or whatever. I, I would want them to respect it. They don't exactly. have to love it. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to love it. But, um, you know, you'd want someone who's going to ask you about mm-hmm. stuff you're working on, even if they don't, you know, um, really that into mm-hmm. said music. Or, you know, I guarantee you that most of the men that I might possibly date will not like musicals. Mm, yeah. You know, or maybe you've never seen one in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's a small percent that, yeah, are into music and do this and play instruments and which is great when you can connect on that level because then I feel like you can, at the, at this point in my life, that's what I'm working on. Mm. You know what, to be honest, I haven't seen ma- that many couples that really have a deep passion for something. Together. Together that's not their kids or their house, you know, yeah. or their holiday plans. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's pretty rare when you see a couple. It's like, yeah, we are, I can't wait to go see Batman and Superman together because we both love superhero <laughs> movies. And I bet they're out there. They just don't seem to be like a... I kind of wish... A different, there's a difference mm. between you both liking things and being passionate yeah. about things, for sure. Yeah, one of my best friends, He has. Uh, he's an artist and his wife is an artist and um, they they really get off on the things that each, even though they don't have a lot in common with the things they like, they really get off about, oh, you know, like she really loves, um, oh, what's the guy born in the USA? Rick Springsteen? No, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. She's really into him for some reason, like it's, you wouldn't pick it. <laughs> and, uh, and he just, he, I don't think my friend likes, is like that huge a fan, but he just, you know, he just loves that she's so passionate about it. Yeah, which is cute. Yeah. That's a supportive thing, yeah. You yeah, don't, and yeah, that's you like, don't have to those be things are like, oh, that's a great relationship. 
yeah, you don't have to be into the same things as everyone mm. else for to be in a good thing. Yeah. For sure. Do you want someone who does have passions? Because I would find it yeah. hard to be with someone that doesn't have a passion. Yeah. No. I... Because some people that don't, they like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They don't have some one love. Like, well, I find it weird. I don't know about you, but this is probably not you, but I find it a bit weird when I find out someone doesn't have like a sports team they really follow. Do you know what I mean? No, that one doesn't <laughs> get me. You don't identify with that. That one doesn't get me so much. It's more... You're um, one of these people that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, I like certain sports. Yeah. Um. No, I... It's different personality types. For my personality type, if it it would be a bit, it strike me as strange if they had not not one thing that they were very into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that would be because I'm so like over the top and passionate about certain things that I love. Yeah. You know, I would I just feel like a dickhead if I sit there by myself. That there was no yeah, yeah. reciprocating thing that they could talk about, but that that's not a. I don't know if it's a deal breaker. Mm. I haven't really come across that. So, I mean, I know some people that are really into like Master Chef or The Bachelor. Does that <laughs> does that count as a passion? Yeah. Or do you feel like they're just a victim of <laughs> commercial TV? Yeah, that's <laughs> more of a victim <laughs> than anything else. But no, that. <laughs> I don't know. We consider that a passion. <laughs> but they, some people grew it like this. For what, three months a year yeah, they get off they on have, The Bachelor? You know, I bet you I have more luck finding someone to help me do a Bachelor podcast than I did just a regular podcast. Probably. I get more applicants. <laughs> Probably. What? You just want me to just talk about The Bachelor? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So the answer, you think it's a hard sell if I'm like, if I bring a muse to a relationship? Um, what do you think? People like, oh, oh yeah, I get it. It's situational. Like, it's yeah. based, situation to situation. No, I'm talking about like percentage. Do you think like I'll get a 90% rejection rate or do you think a no. 90% inclusion rate? Mm, I'd say 70 30. Hmm. So there's a 30% chance I'll get rejected or a 30% chance I'll get accepted for having a muse? 30 rejected. So 70% will accept me for having a muse? No, I, t- I change that. 60, 60, 40. Okay. Yeah. So, 60% of women you think will accept yeah. that I have a muse. But it depends on okay. how you go about doing things with this muse. Because some people have a very what different idea of what you like, you, you know, you're photographing is. them naked. You know, that's the classic muse. You're painting them nude or... Hmm. That shit might have to stop when you get into a... I don't know. I it mean, once you've seen the them naked once, it's, 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 that's it. You know, like, it doesn't well, make you a could, difference you if you do it again. You could use that to justify it. You could. See how your girlfriend goes with that. <laughs> exactly. And then, tell me about, and then talk to me about it. <laughs> what do you... What, when I said that, what was your immediate reaction like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. But in saying that, it just depends on how you went about it. See, guys are dumb. They need to spend more time. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> Offending half the population. But guys need to spend more time thinking about how they're going to say things to their other half sometimes. Okay, yeah. Because women are very into what you say. Yeah. Yes, actions speak louder than words. But if you're trying to explain yourself, you say one wrong thing, you're fucked. Yeah. 
So men really need to think about how they're going to, and they need to address it to their partner. Like they need to know how their partner works because, yeah, it depends on how you say it too. Yeah, because you could justify it. You just totally tried to justify it to me. Then I've seen her naked Hmm. once already. I haven't slept with her. I haven't touched her. But, you know, and I could be like, well... The free spirit in me wants what to be like, had well, yeah, cool. slept together in the past? Would that be more acceptable or less acceptable? Less acceptable. Really? So yeah. You, you, uh, and then you're like, can I paint her naked still, but please? Yeah, because I would be That's more like, less acceptable. well, they've obviously sorted out their sexual tension in the past. It's all over now. It's just a... Would you really? I just want to, I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts process <laughs> would be. This is How you obsess it in your head. My free spirit is like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. You're right. You've seen her naked before. Mm-hmm. You might as well just continue doing as you're doing if there's nothing sneaky going on. Yeah. And then the other, but, but this as comes back to the my other, original the thing, other girl love comes means, back and it's like, yeah. excuse me, what? My yeah. like, <laughs> my back arches up and like, excuse me, what'd you say? But I'm like, yeah, I get it. Totally. <laughs> So it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very it's interesting. <laughs> this comes back to my original thing, which is love means never having to say sorry. Because Still bullshit. I think to me, I think if I, if I met a girl who had a male muse um, that she yeah, was, had a really quite it. intimate relationship, yeah. And this muse and was we like had a, a relationship. God. And the point where I trusted her with him would be the point that I fell in love with her. That would be me. Oh. That would be so cool to me. Do you know what I mean? If I could trust yeah. her no, to be so intimate with this man, but so, know that she's still mine, so to speak. Yeah. So that would, would you, be love. Would you hold out for that then? Um. Well, when am I ever going to find myself in that situation? No, but if you, I mean, no, I'm saying that if that happened to you, you would stick it out to see whether you would get to that point. Oh, or? definitely. I'll give her, I'll give her, you know, give her a bit of rope and see if she hangs of herself with it. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. I like that. Um, what's the weirdest thing that a guy has tried to sell you on about them? A weirdest thing that a guy has tried to sell me on? Like, what do you mean? Well, like, he came to us like, look, I have a muse. I don't, I've never met a guy who said he's got a muse. No, but is he ever like, look, I, I really have a foot fetish or I really like collecting uh, hair and toenails in a... <laughs> jar or something um and you've just had to accept it or run i'm just trying to think that's a pretty good question as a guy trying to sell me something um i feel like that it hasn't happened in a while because no one's liked me enough to sell me something yeah (laughs) to be like this is how it is you either have that or don't okay like it's not gotten to Mm -hmm. that point where i've had to question that um I d- the guy I used to date years ago used to smoke like a packet a day. Mm-hmm. And I generally don't like smokers. Yeah. Um, the and people or just the people doing that? Or doing that. The it's person. not, you know, it's not, especially when I care for somebody, it's like, yeah. what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Um, so if, generally, if I'm starting to date someone, I ask if they smoke. It's not a direct deal breaker, mm-hmm. but yeah. Anyway, this person smoked like a packet a day. And I mean, he didn't try and sell it to me, but pff, I kind of just had to accept it in the end. Yeah. He'd been doing it since he was 15 at that point. Mm-hmm. 
like obviously I don't think he was smoking a pack a day when he was 15, but he'd been smoking and then he's just been a heavy smoker ever since. And there was no trying to get him to smoke less yeah. or um, because he just didn't want to do it for himself and he think he thought he'd give in to other vices. Yeah. So he just smoked like a chimney. Yeah. So I, that wasn't really a hard sell, but it was more just like a, this is this is how I have to be, mm-hmm. and you either choose to accept it or not. So that was probably, but that's yeah, that's not just like oh I'm a smoker. That's like a pack a day. Yeah, yeah. Smoker. So yeah, that's probably it. I feel like I don't think there's been anything else that's weirded me out. Really. I've got massive fights about smoking with girls. Yeah. Um. Because it feels like every girl has to go through that phase where it's like, I'm going to be cool and smoke and get out of the system. <laughs> You've never had that? Uh, no. I've smoked a few cigarettes in my life. But how'd you even come to that situation? When I was in London. All right. You yeah. peer pressured. Um, no, I wasn't peer pressured. A couple of times I just randomly really felt like one, mm-hmm. which... Is never a thing. And but then, why a cigarette? Why not get a cigar? Or I don't know. Like uh, so actually, some of them, I bought these little cigarette, you know, the little cigarette cigars mm-hmm. that you can buy. I bought like a pack or no, two packets of those vanilla ones from Prague because I could. Mm-hmm. And within a space of two years, I think I still had half a packet left. Yeah. And that's sharing with people. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was, they were quite nice because you didn't have to yeah. Yeah. inhale so much. Um but smoking other things. I don't know, like drug references on the show. Oh, right. <laughs> um, well, I guess that doesn't count. I'm talking more about... Cigarettes. Because at least you're and, looking for something. And that was on occasion. With other things you smoke. That was on occasion. But the cigarettes, <laughs> it's pretty rare that you actually need nicotine if you're not already addicted. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I just, yeah, I'd smoked a couple. But because... Yeah. Anyway, I don't, like, don't want to go into life. I've never had nicotine. You've never had. A I think you're getting to vaping because now you don't. You don't. You can have nicotine oh without God. smoking. Don't be vaping, the bollocks. I wanted to see what this nicotine thing's there. all about. <laughs> you just. I just want to see why people vape. get so addicted. To it. I just want to try it. You know. James starts. It's like when they say, vape. "Don't look into sun," and you like want to look into sun. <laughs> but see, I never would just look into the sun. I would put some crazy sunglasses on and then look at the sun kind of like vaping you're not actually smoking it you're just vaporizing it man yeah yeah i guess is that something is that real i can't even tell what vaping is is vaping just vaping cigarette juice in i don't even know vaping's a thing i just feel like it's a (laughs) i'm so out of touch (laughs) i don't know i don't know It's, it's interesting though i'll give you that um if you were buying a car, yeah, you you would think about the color a lot. Um, like you got to choose the color of the car. Would you think about it a lot? Yeah, I guess. Or so. we just get white because that absorbs less. Least no, amount of heat. I don't. I don't like white cars. They get dirty. I'd think about. It depends on All if cars I was, get dirty. It was depend. It depended on if I was buying a brand new car or a second hand car. A second hand car, you know, there's preferences if I can get one. Well, I'm talking about if you like literally have any choice of color, like it's well, just I, a button on the website. Then I would think about it if that was mm. the case. And so you would, you would always choose the color over getting the most efficient color, which is white. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Have you met me? <laughs> Fun? Have you met me? Right, but see, I wear like colourful shirts, so I'm like, I don't really need to express it with a car. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so I, I'm quite happy getting a white car. Well, that's about it for tonight. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Generation of Them. I am James. You can find me on Twitter as the guy called Tom. You can find Tanya as Tanya Alice. Alice, yeah. It's like Aaron, Alice. Alice. Yeah. Alice. Tanya Alice. If you want to be fancy, you can say Alice. Alice. Tanya Alice. Alice. Uh, Did you start watching Game of Thrones? No. Did you? Have you ever got into that? No. Okay. Although I will admit that I use the hashtag winter is coming because I know that's a Game of Thrones thing on my Instagram last night. Um, just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> but I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, well, anyway, you can find her at Tanya Alice underscore on Twitter, I think. I don't have it here with yeah, me to so spell it Tanya, out. Yeah, so Tanya and then a capital A and then another small A, L-I-S underscore. T-A-N-I-A, yeah. capital A, little a, L-I-S, underscore, for the tweets. I got a mission. Anyone TV who's listening, I got a mission for you, right? What's if you that? just enjoyed us rambling on about dumb questions about muses and stuff like that, um, <laughs> please go on iTunes, log into your iTunes account, um, find Jimrish in the podcast section on the iTunes store and leave us a review. It really actually helps. It probably helps more than actual downloads. Please don't say I'm shit. <laughs> yes. Not those kind of reviews. Um, if you somehow drop the word ocean into your review, I'll mention it on the show. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so you can find the show notes hopefully in your podcast app or at com if your podcast app doesn't support full show notes. Um, it's been nice. Yeah, a lot less random. It was more based on L- L-O-V-E love. Right. Really? Well, uh, next week I'm going to come with the hard questions. None of this fluty tooty stuff. If anyone watches um, Colonia this week, also, if I've made you, if I've piqued your interest because of Emma Watson, mm-hmm. let me know how you found it because I fucking enjoyed it. I was like, by the end of it. So let me know. James, you watch it. And then I'll try. Is it legally available? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't ask me these questions live. <laughs> okay. Thanks for um, coming on. It's been really cool having you. Tanya. Totally legal, just by the way. Totally legal. Um, I'll, hopefully, I'll survive this wedding. I'll be back next week. Yeah, right. have fun. Wear your Hawaiian. Maybe you'll meet someone at the wedding. I hear that's a pretty good hookup place. I don't know. The last time I went to a wedding, I was sat next to someone who deleted me off Facebook. It was really awkward. Why do people delete people on Facebook? Anyway, that's another story. Okay, bye. Bye.